Lovely. Lovely jubbly. Should we clap? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> that doesn't get old how like delayed that is. Oh no. I'm just gonna check that I'm oh I'm still too loud. What is that? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to make myself quieter and quieter and quieter. Okay, right. Have we begun? I think so. Talking about all things notable. Mm-hmm. 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 I am still very loud. Can I be quieter? Yes. Well, Fran, welcome to our welcome. It's our Halloween pod it's our Halloween podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Da, da, da. Really That's a bit da, too da, major. Da. Oh yeah, yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah, that was my Oh my gosh, I'm still so loud. Right, I'm going to stop talking about being loud. <laughs> um, happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! What a good time! Yeah, and uh, today is um, the clocks go back, so the ghouls have an extra hour to play. What? Today isn't Halloween today. Mm. The, why did the clocks go back then? I swear it's normally way earlier. Am I making that up? Has it always been like that? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I was it's told this confusing. morning. Fair enough. So, I, yeah. I had it in my head that the clocks went back in like late September. Although for us, September is nearly done. So I don't know why I thought that. When do the clocks go back? Yeah, 31st of October this year. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. The spirits have longer to linger. (laughs) That was so northern. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, Fran, how are you? How are you doing in this, at this holiday? I'm, I mean, I'm doing good. I'm feeling ready to talk about scary music. You're feeling spooky? Yeah. I don't know what that means to feel spooky, but I'm glad you're feeling it. (laughs) It's the right time to feel it, whatever it means. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm feeling ready. Yeah, Yeah, because we've got, I feel like we've got an interesting, interesting topic today. I think we have too. I don't, I've no, I'm quite excited because I have no idea what you're going to talk about. I don't know what you're going to talk about either. We're experimenting, aren't we, today? We are. both. We've both gone away and learnt, and we are both contributing. Yeah. 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 We yeah. haven't introduced ourselves. Do we have to do that at the beginning of every... We should probably should, shouldn't we? We should probably should. Yeah, you yeah. go first. Okay. Take the floor. Cool. Well, hi. Welcome to the Notable Podcast. My name is Francesca, and this is Amy Varley. And hi. we are the hosts of the Notable Podcast, where we talk about all things notable in music. Yeah, and this week we're talking about scary music because it's Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Yes, me and Fran um, are music graduate friends. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know why I felt like introducing that fact. Anyways, <laughs> that's okay. I just, I'm just all over the show. Yes, we are part of the Notable Podcast, talking about all things, all things notable. <laughs> and it's quite a good catchphrase, isn't it? Right, so, wait, have you introduced what we're talking about today? Don't miss that. I yes. think we've introduced it about three times, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it 
if it's not obvious, I also have a cold, which I think to other people's a bit scary because they keep thinking I have COVID. Because I oh, keep being ev- like, <laughs> and then I stop COVID. Everyone's got a cold at the moment. I There was literally an article on the BBC the other day that said, why has everyone got such a bad cold at the moment? <laughs> and I've never felt so understood by the BBC in my life. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, with my cold and flu tablets, like, thank you. Amazing. I, I also don't have COVID. Good. Um, just to clarify. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> I don't really know where to begin with this. Um, you don't, neither do I. And I have, like, how many? I have, like, quite a few pointers, like, things that I've learned. Well, great. Why don't you kick us off with your most interesting... I mean, why don't we just talk about scary... Let's just talk about scary music just as, okay. like, a, as a general concept yeah. to start. How do you feel about scary music, Fran? You know, I wish I could watch scary films because I really like... I, I like the concept of scary films. I like the mm-hmm. storylines. I mm-hmm. like the idea of them. But I cannot watch them. And I, don't, and I want to be able to watch them, but I don't know how to not to. Like, I don't want to have to turn the sound off. Right. But... I mean, obviously, the music is clearly doing a very good job at spooking me the heck out. Yeah. So See, I, I, I feel similar. I actually... I, I don't know if I've told you this. So I have a real problem. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? No, I have a serious issue in that I cannot watch tense movies. See, and this is, this is a problem because my definition of tense um, can be anything from a real horror movie to a Disney film. Like some, yeah, Maybe. something. What no, Disney films can't you watch? Oh my goodness, Bambi! Oh no, have That's... you hecky? Have you yeah, watched it? It's quite tense. Yeah, it's I, tense. I have to be fair. I, <laughs> I can't sit through that movie. My goodness, I have to like get up. I have to take stress break. Like, so my family they love watching movies. I have to legit take stress breaks because I cannot deal with the feeling of tension. Like. I remember. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Captain Phillips the film? No. Okay, so it's a Tom Hanks film. <clears throat> basically, it's based on a true story. He's on a ship that is. Um, uh, what's the word? Like pirates come onto it and take, basically seize the ship. I have never been so stressed in my life. I think I had to pause and walk out about seven <laughs> times to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, I can't do stressful movies, and the music is not helpful. Mm. For me, it's it's the jump scares. No. Yeah. Not for me. But, like, that's a moment of terror. Like, you can then move on. Whereas, like, the intense tension of some of those films is horrific. Oh, you and me. Yeah. I'm so makes sorry. Feel, I know. It makes me feel ill. I, can't, I literally can't watch them. So, yeah. my Yeah. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. But, anyways, my point being, the music is not my friend. Mm. Well. And so, I have been known to mute movies in order to be able to get through them. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I... So... Sort of along this point, one of the when I was searching why is music why is scary music scary? Uh, one of the reasons was exactly what I thought it was, and it was just that we've been conditioned to perceive like major key as happy and minor key as like sad or scary. Mm-hmm. So, like certain films such as Bach's Toccata and Fugue were only considered scary because they were associated with scary films. And I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, 
I also learned that research has shown that the contours of speech and music share a musical code. So, for example, when someone's sad, they uh, the minor third often occurs in speech contour. Interesting. Isn't that cool? That is interesting. Well, so I was just saying to Fran before we... We always we always call to these podcasts and we spend like half an hour chatting and then I feel like I have to say it to you again, Fran. So sorry about that. Um, but <laughs> I took a module in music and emotion in my final year and we talked about how is it one, two, three, four, five, six, six different ways that like emotion can be um, portrayed or sort of experienced through music. And you've mentioned some of them. So I'll, I'll just go through them. Yeah. I think they're quite interesting. So the first one is, and I, this is like, I'm trying to remember stuff now from months ago, which I feel like I've pushed out of my brain. So apologies if I get any of this wrong. But the first one is your brain stem reflex. So that's like the base of the brain. It's responsible for like first information stuff. So if you hear like a loud noise, you jump because you're scared. So you're, you sort of go into fight or flight mode. So like some music takes advantage of this. So your jump scares that you were talking about that you like? Or did you like jump scares? Yes. No. No, no. no, no. In every scares. way, no. The jump scares that you never get that. Never get that like and dislike <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> Noted. So the, the, the jump scares that you hate use that brainstem reflex. So they, they use your sort of like primal mm. side of you. Then you've got evaluative condition, conditioning, which is when you like repeatedly associate a piece of music with a um with a particular event mm-hmm. so i guess maybe that's what like that piece of music you were talking about so there's nothing inherent that makes us feel a particular way but you've been conditioned through exposure yeah. Yeah. to respond in a certain way um there's emotional contagion number three which is when music can like sound like an emotion so if it's like really happy music then we can feel happy because of it um Visual imagery, so like pastoral music can sort of evoke scenes of pastoral stuff, or like I was thinking actually with scary music, more like soundscapes, mm. you know, with like whispery winds and yeah. creaky things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, these two aren't so relevant for scary music, but episodic memory, which is when you've got like a childhood memory for some music to make you feel a certain way. Um, and the musical expectancy, so like climaxes in music mm. can make you feel... So I guess sometimes in scary music, they have climaxes that sort of end abruptly, which can yes. freak you out. Yeah, they make it... Make... Going next and it's... Exactly. Yeah. Also, yeah. wait, what was your... What was the... I thought it was something... The, the like, third to last point. It, like, wasn't... Emotional contagion? Contagion? And which one? Or conditioning? Which one was the emotional contagion? Contagion is when the music sounds like the emotion. Like if it's very happy. And then what was the next one? Visual imagery. What was the next Brainst- one? Brainstem reflex, evaluative conditioning, episodic memory, emotional contagion, visual imagery, and musical expectancy. <gasps> oh, was it, it was the one about um, soundscapes. Oh yeah, and I I can't I feel like I've read this somewhere, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure like one of the things that makes maybe I'll Google it. I think I'm pretty sure that like one of the things that makes sort of things like whispering wind sound scary is mm. that it 
it's not it's it sounds like something but the thing that's making that sound is not the thing that it sounds like it's like a tree whispering right. sounds like a person whispering but it's not a person right does that is make that sense I think that makes like people uneasy because it's like they therefore then don't know what's making the sound kind of thing. Like it's, like it's not quite exactly what you think it is. Yeah, that reminds me of like visual art, like when people create images of people where but something's like a bit off and it's meant to be a bit unsettling. I that's think I feel like that's I think that's a thing. I could like be completely talking out of my mm, own. No, that makes sense. I mean, but I, I feel like I've just feel like really deep back in back in my brain that's some knowledge that i have <laughs> i just really feel like I really feel somewhere. like it's back there it sounds yeah. it sounds plausible so, yeah i was i was also thinking actually when um well i was also just reading some articles the thing that also i think uh scary music this is wow this is deep but scary music also uses is the power of silence. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the power of silence. Yes. Um, <laughs> has been very silent right now. Have you seen that film, uh, The Quiet Place? Yes, I love The Quiet Place. Yeah. And I can watch silent. it because it's so quiet. <laughs> yeah, but it's scary. And I think part of that is because there is no music. Yeah. Yeah, because I think music can sometimes chill you out a bit. Yeah, so and also me, I've, that I've, can also be equally unsatisfactory. Yeah, yeah, and I think often music can like lead you to where you think it's going. Whereas, yeah. if there's no sound, you don't know when the jump scare's going to come, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't give you any framework to yeah. sort of prepare yourself. Yeah. Although I've noticed, I've noticed like when I'm watching a, so I've been watching The Walking Dead, and I've noticed that when the music starts to get tense, and I and I think there's going to be a jump scare. So I, like, close my eyes. But then there's not a jump scare. They're just making me feel tense to make me think that there's going to be a jump scare, but then there's actually not. Lulling me into a false right. sense of security. That's, that's unfair. That's unfair. Yeah. Damn. But I guess what it does is it means that you then never fully prepare yourself if there is a jump scare. Yes. Yeah. So it really... Oh. Clever, clever, clever people. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It, that is the thing, though, like, when you miss out that framework, ah, oh, it all becomes unsettling. Mm. That's the other thing. When characters come and they start playing creepy music, I'm like, I don't trust this person. <laughs> yes. You don't trust this person it at all. It all just, the music is just, like, you don't even notice, but, like, it plays such a big part in, yeah, in making a series or a film or anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because that was the thing. When I was researching um, scary music, a lot of it was talking about you know, in um, that film Psycho by, mm-hmm. oh, who's it by? You know the film I'm talking about? Yeah. Where the violins go, dear, dear, yeah. dear, dear. Is it Buzz? Oh, Hitchcock's. Yeah. Yeah. Bernard Herrmann's soundtrack. Um, loads of people write about that because I think, oh, it's kind of like iconic, classic, scary music. And that's supposed to like, um, evoke human screams, sort of sending off our alarm systems yeah. in our heads. <laughs> but to be honest, I think about it, a lot of scary music isn't really like that psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's clever anyhow. Well, yeah. I had to study that for A level. Really? Yeah. That's cool. 
It was not relaxing to revise to. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact... How I did you had... get through A-levels, Amy? I know, in fact, so I had a playlist on my iPod at the time, and throwback, and I had all the, like, the A-level songs, and I'd, I'd shuffle it whilst I was like, on a run or something. Then every now and again, it'd be like, tia, tia, tia. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jump out of my own skin. <laughs> Trying to think what else I've got. Well, I mean, on the... Um, is this Houston Films? <clears throat> oh, yeah. This, well, this is me using some things. Okay. So when I was... Like, so I originally started to try and look at stuff in sort of earlier music, like classical music, rock music and stuff. And I sort of... I got onto the, the tritone thing. You know, because the tritone, the devil's, the devil's, devil's interval. interval. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's tritone. I think that's tritone. Thank you, Fran. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but the tritone, actually, yes, this is actually really interesting, actually, because this is like, this is a mathematical reason why this interval is so dissonant. And it's not even, it's not even, it's not to do with like association with like something scary because obviously like this, the tritone was discovered very early before films were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually banned in early Catholic music because they were just so like, this is horrible. Don't, it's the devil's interval. We can't have that in our music. <clears throat> um, also known as the augmented fifth, augmented fourth or diminished fifth. Or, I haven't heard it called this, but a doubly augmented third or a doubly diminished sixth. Why, why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? But it's composed of three adjacent whole tones. So, here we go. The super... I actually, like, had no idea about this and thought it was really interesting. So, harmonies are created by notes sounding together um, at frequencies which are in proportion to each other. So, like, a perfect fifth is a certain amount of... Well, okay, they literally give examples. I don't know why I'm trying to explain it. Um, so low numbers produce consonant harmonies and high numbers give rise to dissonance. For example, if two notes an octave apart are sounded together, the frequency of the upper note is exactly double that of the lower note. Um, so in numerical terms, a C, of the middle C, and then the C above middle C, equals two to one. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. So, yeah, so the so. frequencies are just a, a double. That it's like right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, like, there's nothing. There's nothing difficult about it. It's two to one. Mm-hmm. The sound is clear, pure, and open. The f- perfect fifth is the proportion three to two. Mm-hmm. Um, this perfect fourth is the sound is um, equals four to three, mm-hmm. and so this like those are the purest intervals. Because right. they have the lowest proportions, which is why they're like considered perfect. Um, and uh, those two intervals are also inversions of each other. So um, a four three and three two. Mm-hmm. Um, major third is five four. So basically, my point here is the fact that they're very small numbers. 
eight, mm-hmm. uh, the major minor six is eight five, so they're all like single digits. But then you get the um, the augmented fourth, sometimes called the devil's interval, is proportion forty five to thirty two. Yikes. Um, that's so that's in like in mathematical terms. Um, and if you invert it, it should be identical to the the diminished fifth should be identical to the augmented fourth. Do you like the other way around? You know how a fifth upside down is a perfect fourth? Yeah. Um, but when it's shoved upside down, instead of being so the one is 45, 32, but then the other one's 64, 45. So, like, it doesn't even work inverted. It's just all skewed and all wrong. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. So it's just completely dissonant. Um, yeah, but, okay, yeah. but, okay, okay, but I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Because, <laughs> because isn't, like, our understanding of tonality also conditioned? No? Yes. Well, yes. I mean, we've... But, like, the piano has been... So, the the notes on the piano, we've made the octave perfect, as in as in we've we've like made the frequencies middles the same. But then all the notes in between have had to be squished, like in to make the same. It's so diff- it's so confusing to explain. I don't know why I'm trying to explain this to like so many people <laughs> over a podcast. T- I'm totally unqualified in this area. I'm, I like. I've been expl- it's so like, hard to explain. But do you want like? Could you, like? Do you understand it? Like, I understand. I, I, I understand no it. Basically, if you had, if all the intervals were perfect, so if you had a a, a, a perfect whole tone, um, and every note had a perfect whole tone, <clears throat> and every fifth was a perfect fifth between each note. An octave wouldn't be an octave. An octave would be way bigger than an octave. Yeah. Um, and an octave wouldn't sound how we think an octave would sound. But we want it, the octaves to sound the same. So we've squished the notes. We've squished the proportions into the space of an octave. So right. a, uh, a, B, C, D, E, F, G, A <clears throat> would usually take up, like... The, the range of notes, mm. the range of sound frequencies would be bigger if it was to be perfect, but we've squished them into a space of what we know as an octave. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining yeah, this yeah, very yeah. well. Yeah, it does, it does. But then I think about like... And I'm probably we... explaining some of it wrong, but... It sounds like very credible. Because I just remember we studied, like, studying um, like music, like gamelan music, mm. where like understandings of tonality are just different. So, like, with the devil's, is the devil's um, harmony, the devil's interview, interview, (laughs) interview. (laughs) Hi, I'm the devil. (laughs) Why do you want this job, devil? Um, Yeah, no, with with that, like, is that universal? Do do you see what I'm saying? Even though there's maths behind it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually just reading... um, something here says there are two factors first is about and this concerns the universal stability 
of the so-called perfect fit. Oh, that kind of talk... No, they're talking about, like, harmonics. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Is scary music scary to everyone? Yeah. Wow. But surely, surely, like, if it's... um, What's the word? Like, primal. You know, like, the jump scares and stuff. Yeah, so the screaming must the be. The screaming just must be. Um, that just must be. Universal. Universal. Yeah, because <clears throat> I was um, I was reading as well. No, 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 where is it? Yeah, the idea that, like, we produce, like, non-linear, high-pitched, like, animals or humans, that's basically, basically we all scream. Yeah. Um, and so we're, like, designed to pay attention to those sounds so yeah surely 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 that's but then some of the things like i was reading like um like the pipe organ has become scary by association you're like the phantom of the opera Mm -hmm. or like christmas creepy music where they use the pipe organ yeah because if it's like gothic archaic yeah connotations um that surely is not universal so basically what we're learning here is that it's a mixture of lots of things. Yeah. As is most things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, is most things. Yeah. Um, I have something else that was linked to the tritone. Um, have you heard of the shepherd's tone? No. Okay, you'll know it if you hear it. The shepherd's tone is... Um, <clears throat> well... The shepherd Rizé Glissando, as I've learned that it's the sort of the name for the one I'm talking about is called, is where um, the scale, you have like the space of an octave and it just keeps going round, but it sounds like it's getting higher and higher and higher. Like it just never ends. Is that because people are like restarting the octave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've done that in, like, warm-ups for choirs and stuff. But it's, like, it's really, like, unsettling because it just sounds like it's getting more and more tense, so it just keeps going round. Um, Let me find... I don't don't think... Can you hear it if I play it? No, I don't think so. Could you demonstrate it? No. (laughs) Um, Okay, hang on. Oh, no. I don't want to take... No, oh, you I might disturb this. If you let Google me, it, let me just. I'm just going to Google it. Shepherd's option. Shepherd, But basically, shepherd. while you Google that, there is a tritone version of it, um, where a subs- sequentially played a sequentially played pair of shepherd tones separated by an interval of a tritone produces the tritone paradox. Um, <laughs> the audio, auditory equivalent of the Necker cube, which is that cube where it, like, it looks 3D, but it's sort of, like, impossible to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be heard ascending or descending, but never both at the same time. And some people hear it as ascending, and some people hear it as, as descending. That is... Weird. Like, do you remember that, like, was the dress yellow and gold, white or gold or blue? Oh, and yeah, yeah. It's basically it's like that. And that's like the tritone paradox, but in sound. 
That's mad. Isn't that weird? But the sh- the sh- the like shepherd tone is is often used, like I'm pretty sure it's used in films and stuff to just create like constant tension. If you mm. Google it, we'll put a clip in. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll see if I can find something. Hello, it's Emmy from the future. Um, I did in fact find the shepherd's tone, so I'm going to play it to you now, so you can hear what it sounds like. It starts off very quiet, but hopefully you'll be able to hear. Right, I'm going to stop that there. <laughs> I think you get the idea. Not the nicest sound in the world, but let's continue with the podcast. I was also going to ask, that reminded me. So one of the things we talked about in our emotional, emotional module, music and emotion, is that um, we understand, like, our responses to music, emotional responses to music, are so dependent on the context we're in. So do you mm. think... Music can be scary without a visual, or do you think you need a visual for music to be scary? In your experience, I think if you've already been exposed to a, a visual or like an association with something scary, then music can be associated as scary. Because if I close my eyes and listen to scary music, then I'm going to be scared because mm-hmm. I'm going to think there's like someone in the room, or I'm going to think I'm going to get fright. So I think through just association, I don't know if it would happen, like, if you completely unethically locked someone away for 10 years and then, like, and they had no... Like, if someone was born just as, like, a 10-year-old and then you played them a piece of scary music, I don't know if they'd find it scary or not because they haven't got anything to associate it with, if that makes sense. But what about that screaming business we were talking about? Because the thing is, so for me, like, I don't know if I was to sit down and listen to some... Because even though I listened to Psycho accidentally whilst I was on my run <laughs> when I was 18... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it jumped me, but I wasn't... It didn't cause fear, you know? And I, I only really feel it with, like, the narrative of the storyline when there's, like, mm. people involved and I'm, like, emotionally invested into their, to their well-being. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're, yeah, Amy, you're just... You're just too good i know i have an issue with empathy i think that's my problem um no but do you know what i mean like because if you just play like creepy music i will get scared really yeah i get freaked out i'll start i'll start like thinking what if there's someone in my house what if i suddenly get scared what if i suddenly see a ghost i very easily like rile myself up with fear i've learned really i didn't i didn't know that yeah i so will do you have to like avoid scary music at all costs yes yeah i avoid scary films i have to really <laughs> calm myself down i obviously i'm not gonna have a, i'm not gonna have a meltdown about it but you know <laughs> i will very quickly run up the stairs and not look any out any windows other than the direction i'm going really yeah it's like, could you do a, be home alone? It's the, the worst. 
I don't mind being home alone, but I will never watch a scary film if I'm home alone. I I have been I have made that mistake. Unless I'm like already in bed and I can guarantee not needing to go to the toilet before I go to sleep. But even then, getting to sleep's I mean, then I, a problem. So it's just yeah, a no. Fair, fair, yeah, fair no fair. I yeah. mean, the other day I did have that issue. I was home alone, and this is so going off piece. So I will probably just cut this out. <laughs> I was home alone. Right. If my... people, we could do a whole episode of like cuts <laughs> of trash, and it would just be trash. <laughs> no, the other day I was home alone by myself. It was like midnight, and I was FaceTiming a friend, and then suddenly all the lights started like flashing in my house. Oh my god! No, stop! And that, literally... I will tell you for free, freaked me out. Even just talking about it, like. You know what? Actually, I don't, okay. This is this is also really going a bit off piece. The so I'm currently in my living room, and our front door is in our living room. Like we don't have a corridor. Yeah. And the door has a window, but the wind like we have no curtain. Mm-hmm. So like this is currently what I'm looking at. Oh yeah! Can you imagine if someone's face was no? no. Stop. You. You know, Amy, I'm going to have to leave this room soon if you keep on like this. <laughs> if you, you don't get a hold of yourself. You don't get no a hold jokes. of yourself. But I, yeah, yeah, that can be scary. I feel like watching scary movies alone is not a good idea. I, I, used, I once watched, like, confession tapes of, like, murderers when I was, like, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> I spooked myself. Anyway, and no music there at all. But maybe that's what made it scarier. <laughs> Too real. <laughs> Too real. Well, we've oh, certainly freaked ourselves out. Um, I have a couple more things, actually. <clears throat> Just quickly. The first thing is the water phone. Um, or also called the ocean harp or the aquasonic water phone. And it's a type of inharmonic acoustic tuned idiophone um consisting of it's uh, a stainless steel resonator bowl or pan with a cylindrical neck and bronze rods bronze rods of different lengths and diameters and then you like bow it and it makes like really freaky sounds that sort of aren't sound Yes, no, so I do know this, I do know this instrument, because one time I went to see Jane Eyre at the National Theatre, and it was an amazing play, or amazing rendition of the story, Um, and they had one of these as, like, one of their few instruments that they used, and damn, it's effective. It is, isn't it? It's very cool. Yeah. Um, And then my final thing, I don't really know what my point was with the water phone, but um, the final thing, which I had no idea about and is really interesting, um, is the use of hidden sound in films. So some films have, like, hidden soundtracks that you can't mm-hmm. hear. Mm-hmm. And basically, your body can feel them, but mm-hmm. the frequency is low enough that the human ear can't pick it up. So it's there to make your body feel tense. 
That is such a cool fact. I know, right? Save the best till last. I know. I was just about to say that. Um, That's weird. Let me... Here we go. Okay. Um, One unsettling or hidden sound that is given credit for freaking out an audience is infrasound. So that's what it's called. A Mm. low-frequency sound that cannot be heard but literally unsettles human beings down to the bone. Infrasound, which exists at 19 hertz and below, can be felt, but human ears begin to hear sound at 20 hertz. Wow. Um, It exists in nature and is created by wind, earthquakes, avalanches, and used by elephants to communicate over long distances. So like, imagine, I was thinking this, because I heard this, this fact in another podcast, and I was just thinking, like, imagine how loud the, the world is if we heard all frequencies. Because there, fre- wow. there are frequencies we aren't hearing, so it would be like tuning into, like, a different radio station. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, like, we, they could be so loud, but we wouldn't know because we can't feel it. Well, our bodies, so, our bodies can feel it if it's super loud. That's so deep. Isn't it? Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, at a high enough volume, it may be possible for humans to perceive sound as low as 12 hertz. But it would have, have to be really loud. Um, it says, but even common objects can emit infrasound, something some horror movie music composers use to their advantage. So film, filmmaker Gaspar No admitted in an interview that he intentionally used sound that registered at only 27 hertz, so slightly above the 20 hertz limit, um, in his 2002 film Irreversible. Um, and yeah. That's so interesting. Wow, these people are clever. Yeah. I mean, like, mm. whoever came up with that. Damn. Yeah. So... You know what? I think that's a fantastic fact. Thank you. To wrap it up. Yes. That is really mad. Yeah. So, Brilliant. just because you can't hear it doesn't mean it's not there. That makes me feel ill. <laughs> the, 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 the fear is running through me. All these sounds I don't know that aren't here. Goodness. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. You're getting so into this. Oh, she's dressed up. Yeah, yeah, she's dressed up. We can pretend you are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are we doing um, things that we found notable this week? We can do. Because it's, um, it's a Halloween episode. I mean, why not? I mean, do you have anything that you saw that was notable this week? No. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I guess. Um, <laughs> no. No. I actually, actually, okay. No, I've thought of one. Okay. So, I, I, I said I wouldn't bring up the folk gig, but I will. So I had, I had a practice folk gig. So like a pre-gig, for a gig, with my sort of recently put together folk band and and we decided to do um in fact by this time um by the time the podcast goes out my actual gig will have been that'd be cool anyway um 
we decided to do I Get By with a little help from my friends. In, and, but we decided to start the song in a jig style. So, and like no one could tell. And we decided to try and make it like a sort of, like if you know what the song is, you can tell that it's that song. But if you don't know what mm. we're playing, then you can't tell it's that. So you know how like it starts with... Right? Well, our jig style went... Right. And so everyone's like, so we made a big deal, like, you'll know this one. And then everyone was listening, like, we don't know this one. And then at the end of the jig, it goes, how do you feel if I sing? And then it's like, we start singing. And then literally everyone was like, oh. Yeah, putting together. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. That is so fun. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. I'd say that's my notable thing. I, I just, just the fact that like all the notes were there, but they were in the wrong, in the wrong sort of length. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of just slightly adapted, so people like couldn't recognise what the song was, and then but it was they like, like recognise it enough. Yeah, it that's cool. so cool. I say that's I my notable hear thing. It. I want to hear your band. <laughs> I mean, come to me, come to me, play uh, at, play at my house, play at my doorstep. <laughs> That's so fun. I don't know if I have anything notable this week. Although, did I tell you about this music group I've joined? No. No? <laughs> okay. This can be my... There's nothing notable. Uh, maybe, this has a, maybe this has a moral to the story. Basically, so about me, I, I think I've said in previous episodes... Episodes, damn. Um, Plural. (laughs) Wow. So I'm a recorder player. um, (laughs) Was, am, plays. Um, And a couple of years ago, I was given a saxophone um, as like a Christmas present from this guy who like rebuilds saxophones. Anyways, the saxophone recorder, fun fact, used very similar fingerings. So, in fact, almost identical fingering. So I was like, challenge, I will learn the saxophone. So um, I play the saxophone at home sometimes with my family, but I've never got very good at it. But I like playing something loud because the recorder is not loud. Anyways, um, I'm in a bit of a stage of my life where, you know, I'm just like getting involved with lots of different things. And I saw this like ad on Facebook for this music group that meets up in this park, like, 10 20 minutes away from me um and it's a mixed ability um for anyone who wants to join and it's free you just turn up and i thought you know what i'll do it so i sent them an email saying hello please can i come along and they cryptically told me to meet them by a shed so on monday yes i took my saxophone which i can't really play and went to go find a shed in a very big park and it took me quite a while um and it was fantastic. And it was me and a lot of people who were much, much, much older than me. And, yeah, we played um, someone that I used to know. Yeah. And now you're just somebody that I used to know. Um, and some very experimental music. And it was very odd, very great. And my notable thing is community music, bring it back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And... I met a, a woman there who also plays a recorder, and we're going to meet up and play some recordery things. Oh, I know, I know. The power of community. The but power, yeah. yes. What a good thing to end on, the power of community. Yeah. In our Halloween episode. 
this episode has gone in all directions, I swear. Yeah, brilliant. Now we say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> no jokes. We'll see you next month for our next yes. podcast. Oh, we should do it in a tritone. Podcast. Very good. The singer is taking over this bit because I, I can't. My sight singing is tr- dreadful. Yeah. Brilliant. So, well, fantastic. on that note. We'll see you next see week. See you next week. Happy oh, Halloween. Month, 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 oh. month, next month. See you next month. Month. Bye. Happy Halloween.